Welcome to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tresemer. It's time to diffuse the marketing minefield for entrepreneurs. Today, we're going to answer a question from one of our listeners. Our question is from Natalie. And Natalie, first of all, thanked us. So thank you, Natalie. This is kind. I'm going to read this. Uh, I wanted to let you ladies know that I have enjoyed your first two podcasts. And then Natalie asks a couple of questions, and here they are. Because marketing is so not my thing, first, what specific questions should we ask ourselves to fine-tune who our audience is? So let's start with that one and then I'll get into the other one. So Michelle and Emma, what specific questions should we ask ourselves to fine tune who our audience is? So one thing that I like to talk, um, help my clients figure out is who is my raving fan customer? So Seth Godin, marketing legend, said that everyone is not your customer. And a lot of times when we're starting out in business or we're trying to get as many clients as we want, we say, oh, I could serve anyone. You know, this would work for anyone. And technically that may be true, but not everyone is going to value what you do the same way. So you really want to focus on the customer who will be obsessed with you. The customer that will rave about your services, will refer you, will stay with you for a long time. So it's getting really clear on who is most obsessed with me. And you can look back at clients you've worked with, who you've had the best results, just felt really good working with them. But you really want to ask yourself, who is my raving fan customer? That's where I would start. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So start with who is my raving fan customer? Who, who did you also like to work with the most? Who filled you up every time you got on a call or saw them or, or worked with them? Who did you go, oh my gosh, I can't. I, today I get to talk to ex- this person and you're just so excited to talk to that person and you see them. Uh, that is another way to, to, another question to ask yourself about how you fi- fine tune your message for your audience. What do they want to hear? To piggyback on Emma's comment, yes, who is your raving fan? And then I like to say, don't try to do it yourself. Just ask them. I did this exercise last week. I emailed my all-time favorite clients where we have the best relationship, my raving fans, and I'm using their words. And they used words I would never, ever use. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, just a bit on that, that's what can be really frustrating when you're thinking about marketing and you're thinking, okay, who's my customer? Like, what do they want to hear? What should I say? We can get stuck there when you're kind of abstracting customers. You're like, oh, these these people I'm trying to reach. But um, when you actually think of them as, as a person, Right. So when you, you know, I'm sure you've heard the idea, maybe you haven't heard the concept of having your ideal client, your, your ideal avatar of, you know, this made up person perhaps that represents exactly who this raving fan customer would be. When you actually imagine them as one person, like someone you would talk to, someone you might know, like an actual person, and you can think, you know, what do they care about? What's their day like? What, you know, what's going on for them? Where are they at in their head? When you can really humanize them, then it becomes very kind of easy to answer those marketing questions. Like, what should I say? And you're like, you can think of them as a person and it comes natural. 
But when you're in that abstracted place, like I must speak to customers, must market to the masses, it's like, what the hell do I say? You know, it can feel really um, weird. So if you imagine them as a person, you know, what do they care about? What's going to get their attention? I agree. And the other part of that is, what matters to them and what what are their what words are they using so love what michelle said is go ask them the other thing i do is is i've put together a um a vision board or of pictures of a of my ideal client and so that when i'm writing i actually am writing or when i'm speaking i'm actually speaking to that individual and she she my ideal client is a female she's right in front of me michelle what thoughts do you have it was interesting, you know, I gave the advice to go ask them and we're all talking about really get inside the head. I had struggled with this because I did not have the confidence to even ask my raving fans. So this all okay, I know I've had to do this for a year and I put it off and I put it off and said, oh no, I, I can come up with stuff. I know them. I don't, but I was scared to ask, which is completely batshit. Why were you scared? What were you scared of? I didn't feel like I was worthy to bother my client for mm-hmm. their time to do this thing for me, to fill out this little testimonial or whatever. Like it was just, it was so stupid. Maybe Suzanne knows why I was doing that. Like, why was I scared to ask my favorite clients for a favor? Like, yeah, good question. And I don't fucking care. It's not about why (laughs) you're not doing something. The fact is, is that now you're out there and you're doing it. Congratulations. But it's weird because it was crap out. It was easy this time. Like it was like a yeah. no brainer. But yeah. why did it's so ridiculous? Yeah. And and you're right. I, it doesn't I matter off, why. Right. And I stay out of the word why because it, it just leads to analysis paralysis. Yeah. If you're taking action easily and effortlessly, keep taking action. We don't care about why. If you're not taking action easily and effortlessly, that's when people call me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So that's the first part of Natalie's question. Great answers. And uh, the second one is, there's a lot of information in the world advising how things should be done. How does one narrow down the information in order to find the right fit to make what they do work? What we just talked about was about who our target audience is, our ideal customer. Mine is Midsize Mandy, is what I call mine. For most of my stuff, Midsize Mandy. You have to marry that with your unique brilliance and what you're naturally good at. So I I see a lot of clients try to do this tactical stuff that is not in their wheelhouse at all. And it's a mismatch and it doesn't work. So figure out what your clients want and what you can do easily and start with that. If you're a natural writer, great. Email, blog posts, ads, whatever. If you are more visual, do some videos, like connect in a natural way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because when you connect genuinely with your brilliance, then that shines out in the world much more. And people are attracted to that. And it makes your job a joy. Yes. It's much more fun. Yes. Emma, any thoughts on this? So about kind of where to find advice and how to deal with just the insanity that is blogs and articles. There's so much crap out there. Um, It's insane how much 
unhelpful stuff is there and and wrong or outdated you know you you see something online and we kind of assume that it's somewhat factual and that's not the case um so it is a minefield and the the thing that i think is really worrying is that it's overwhelming that you can start looking for stuff it overwhelms you and then you just decide to do nothing because you're overwhelmed so i have been there and what i found helpful was to find a source that really aligned with me um that I found helpful, that was serving where I was right then in my business, um, that just felt good and just stick with that just to start with the foundations. So if it's, you know, a business coach, um, maybe it is an expert in marketing, it's, it's whatever you need, but some, someone that feels right, someone that you can vet, someone that's quality and just live with them for a while, kind of just get to know them, get, start there and just say, I'm going to implement these things. I'm not going to do the squirrel thing and chase the next shiny thing. I'm going to force myself to kind of follow this program and make steps and just focus on this one place that I trust. When I did that, I really started seeing results in my business because I wasted a lot of time chasing Google articles and blog posts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for me, one of the things that I, one of the first roles that I had as a coach was uh, information marketing coach. And I, one of the things that they told us when I was doing that is find somebody that you like, similar to what Emma's saying, and then model how they do it. So you, but it's your what and why you model how they do it. Cause They've already done it. And this was a wise information that one of my previous mentors said. She said, pioneers died. So don't do it for the first time. Find somebody that you really admire who's doing it and kicking in an area in business that you want to be. Model how they do it and then add in your what and your why. Because you don't want to copy them. You're not copying them. You don't, that's not, that's not appropriate but you model them and you find out how they're doing it. So if they're sending out weekly emails and you want to send out weekly emails and that's what your ideal client wants, then you send out weekly emails or a weekly blog. If they're doing a monthly blog, then you send out a monthly blog because they're probably in front of your same ideal client. Yep. That's really good. Looking at someone up the ladder, as people say. Yeah. Big warning on that. Just because they're doing it doesn't mean it's going to be right for you. So be careful. Like I see that a lot where they'll say, but our competitor is doing ABC. The competitor might be full of shit too. Like they they are not perfect. So I want to be cautionary tale here to. So have discernment. So do what's right for you. Yes. See how they're doing it. Add in your own what and why. Yes. And great advice, Michelle. Make sure that they're doing it the way that you want to do it. So uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, good, good caution. And the last thing I would say, Natalie, is continue to listen in to our weekly podcast, Market Inside Out, because we will be diffusing the marketing minefield for you and pulling out what we believe is the best information and the best way for you to market your business. Thank you for listening to the Market Inside Out podcast with Suzanne Longstreet, Emma O'Brien, and Michelle Tressemer. Please like, subscribe and share with your friends.